my name's Floss and I'm so fucking happy that you can join me today on Exactly. Today is another very exciting episode. I followed this person on social media. I feel like I start every podcast episode um, saying that, but these are genuinely all people that I have been fascinated and in awe of on social media for a very long time. And it's an honor to just even be able to get to interview them. This is my podcast, Exactly, and Exactly is a permission slip for you and myself to just follow our curiosity. I've always wanted to have a podcast and a platform to talk about all of the things that I care about that I think deserve more nuance than you can cram into an Instagram caption. As with everything that I do in my work, it's all about connecting women, connecting queer people, and just bringing people together. I love finding common ground with my guests, with the people that listen. It makes me so fucking happy when I hear people say that my podcast has become a part of their weekly routine to listen to on a Thursday. It makes me so happy and I love doing this. Thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Today's guest is the incredible Aloni. You've probably already heard of her on social media. I followed her for years and years and years. Um, She used to sell these t-shirts, I think she still sells them, that just say consent is sexy. Uh, She sells them as her merch. She's always dishing out the best advice on sex and relationships. Her content is so explicit with what her audience share with her. She really makes you feel like you're part of some special club where women are just talking about all of the things that are important to them and shameful maybe, all to do with sex, dating, orgasms, masturbation, you know, all the juicy, gorgeous stuff that we talk about over here on Exactly. Aloni's book, The Big O, is the ultimate guide to having the best sex of your life. She talks about everything from sex positivity, consent, kings, STI stigma and shame, sexual identity, virginity, everything. And she does it in this hilarious way that's just completely recognisably her own tone and her own voice. She's fucking incredible. I'm so excited to talk to her today. So I'm going to ask you my quick five questions uh, that I ask all of my guests before we get into the main juicy part of the interview. So first question, what's one thing that sets your soul on fire? Oof, my man. <laughs> I just got engaged, oh, so. No, I was, was going to get to yeah, it. Yeah, okay, okay. But, 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 but it was the first thing. It was the first thing. I was just like, what really? I was going to say like masturbation, <laughs> self-care, but I wouldn't like Be the honest. first thing. Yeah, Be first honest. thing is, yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. And I was going to say, when you were holding the teacup, yeah. the beauty of just one ring on your hand, because I wear so fucking many Ooh, rings, I love that it. when I saw that, I noticed it. It's just, <laughs> it looks fucking Thank amazing. You. Thank you. Congratulations. Well. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so the next question. What is the last photo you took? The last photo I took... Do you just, take a just, lot of pictures of your engagement ring? Because I would. I do, but I have to stop. <laughs> I was just like, get a grip, like... <laughs> You know, but um, do, do, does a screenshot count? Um, no. Actually, do you know Go what? On. It doesn't. Oh, a photo of like some like beauty product, like this hair, like. Oh, okay, gorgeous. So it was like a wax stick that I saw. I was just like, I need to buy this. <laughs> Is that this. a restock or something you tested? No, it's just something that's um, my hairstylist tried on me. And I was just like, oh, I want to try this. So I was just, yeah, that was the last photo I took. Okay, gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Okay, next question. What's something that people frequently misunderstand or get wrong about you? Ooh. I mean, not that it makes me upset. I really couldn't Set care. Record, I really couldn't care. But I think <laughs> there's this huge misconception that I hate all men. 
if mm. you think that me saying that men need to be better people or that we need to, you know, hold them accountable yes. means that I hate them, yeah. then I hate them. Yeah. Okay, if you say yeah. so. <laughs> if you say so, you know. I feel that when people hear that you are pro-women, they assume it means anti-men. Yes. Not here to change well, it's, it's, your... the, it's the same as pro-anything, isn't yeah. it? It's like that the other side, we even call it the other side, whatever. Yeah. I, f- I feel like there's always this caveating that we have to do when we're talking about men. And it's or... exhausting. Yes, it's even, exhausting. even you saying, I, you know, I don't hate men. It's so fucking annoying. I actually yeah. hate the sound of my voice when I go you know of course it's not all men I no, hate the sound of my voice why should I have to tell you no. it sounds like I'm not here to baby you <laughs> yes. or be like or cordial you'd be like oh no I don't I think care. I think the annoying thing about it though is that when people use that this this made up idea that you hate all men to contradict you as yeah. a person, they're like, well, how can you hate all men if you date men? How yeah, can you hate all or men if you have if a son, you're fucking or your brother, or like your, exactly? To, of course, we have to coexist yes, with, with them. Men yes, and, like, I am attracted to them, but yeah. doesn't mean I don't want you to do better. To be fucking better. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Finish the sentence. I'm still a work in progress when it comes to. When it comes to my time. Okay. My time. I feel like I need to be better when it comes to dividing my time Mm. with friends and family. Sometimes I feel like I can be a little bit selfish. Yeah, my social life. I feel like I can be a bit selfish and I'm just like, oh my God, I need to give more time to my friends. They're your tribe at the end of the day. They're your tribe. They keep you going. It's your community. Mm. So the best thing you could do at that point is to make sure you divide your time properly and not be so consumed with work or when your next book deal is or Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So, how have you found you grew up with a Christian family, right? Talking about sex online and being a sex educator. How did you manage those two different desires and backgrounds and stuff because I think it's it's so courageous yeah no it was very difficult um I was scared because of course I grew up in a very strict Christian home every Sunday was we're going to church mm. to the point that as I got older I started telling my mum I was on my period like every Sunday yeah. and she started to think is there something up with this girl Update. like <laughs> like how are you on your period like every Sunday like or I would have to say I was ill or sick. And I think I just started getting older and realised I can't do this every Sunday. But yeah. growing up with a mum who was a, you know, she still is a very huge believer and I respect it. You know, I I still carry some of those values in terms of Christianity and faith. Mm. This morning I had a little prayer as well. You know, so I feel that, you know, with what the Bible says about sex and what the church has taught mm. me personally about sex, it was difficult because... I was being told you have to wait till you're married, Mm. but I was also being shown videos on what to do if you get pregnant and why you need to keep it. And to me, that was scary because I was just like, this is me at 17. I'm just like, no, like if you do get pregnant, there should be a choice as to whether, and this is someone Mm. who knew nothing about abortion rights. So I knew nothing about abortion rights. I knew it was a choice or I knew it it was something you could do. But I say that all to say that it was very difficult and that, Growing up, I had friends who weren't really... Well, they had similar upbringings, but we all had the same type of, you know, idea in terms of we wanted to talk about sex. We wanted to talk about boys. We loved doing those things, but no one was really... People weren't really... They weren't really trying to talk about it or a lot. Or break or change things. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, guys, like, you know, we talk, we like talking about boys. Why can't we talk about yeah, sex? Yeah. This is obviously normal. We all got here mm. through one way because our parents were clearly doing it. So why should we not talk about yeah. it? So I just had to get very brave. I think I've always been rebellious as a teenager. Mm-hmm. 
if you told me not to do something, I'll be like, why? Now I want to do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I've just always carried on having that type of attitude. I think, I think it takes a lot, though. Th- there's that and there's that having that like defiance and rebelliousness in you. But I think there's that. And then there's a whole other thing, which is what you do and what I do as well, which is saying, I don't like the way things are. How can I change them? Yeah. And it takes like a real, um, I don't know what kind of a mindset is, a growth mindset. It's kind of entrepreneurial and yeah. activist at the same time. It's like, I see this. I don't like the way it is. What can I do to help other people feel this way? And that's what yeah. I feel you've really done oh, with everything you. that you fucking do. Your new book, everything. Yeah, what, what would you say is probably the thing that you feel has catalyzed your career and getting your message out there the most online? Because you talk about sex in yeah. this way that is just so relatable for people, so shameless. Like, I love your little Instagram stories that you do <laughs> where you. your, or your Twitter threads where you're encouraging people to share their stories with yes. you. For me, that's probably my favourite part about what you do because it's, it, it feels like you're having a chat with thousands of other women. Yeah, it's amazing. absolutely. No, um, Twitter was what helped me utilise, you know, talking to other people about mm-hmm. sex, especially women. I wanted to have conversations with them because I felt <laughs> as though our voices were never heard, mm-hmm. especially about sex. We live in a world where men are able to talk about the craziest things that they do to women. Some times to the point where they don't even understand that what they're describing is actually non-consensual. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how free they're Embracingly. able. Embracing. Exactly. <laughs> they're able to be about sex. But I wanted to hear women talk about sex in a very fun, consensual, understandable, forgiving, and pleasurable way. Mm-hmm. We don't get to do that, especially when it comes to forgiving, because we've grown up, especially black women, we've grown up in uh in a, in a house where we're told that you have to have sex after marriage mm. if you have sexual thoughts if you masturbate all of these things are dirty and yeah. it's not so I wanted women to really forgive themselves for having those thoughts and to be able to unlearn them to be able to understand that they are normal that the women around them too also have these thoughts I mean not every woman because some women are asexual as well Yeah, and these are still conversations that we need to have because people don't even know that yeah th- th- that's the other thing I guess in the conversation of sex positivity is that some people feel this then pressure to have yeah. lots of casuals there's so many things that yeah. Go, yeah, that go but that's that. why the conversation is important because as sex positive as I am I feel like some people expect me to be like this um, uh, this person who enjoys <laughs> going to sex parties every yes, week I've yes. never been to a sex party yeah being sex positive to me means I know what my boundaries are mm. and I'm okay with that. Yeah, because no one's even taught boundaries. What the fuck are boundaries when you're like 10, 13? Right? Like, you just don't even know what they you are. You don't. And that's why I go to schools. I go to schools and I talk about consent. I'm yeah. teaching kids about consent. I'm not talking to them about sex, but I'm just yeah. like, yo, if a girl says she doesn't want you to pull on her bar strap, you get yes. the hell away. Yeah, yeah. Obviously in a more nicer and diplomatic way and age appropriate. No, but talk, <laughs> talk, talking about consent is so, yeah, important. so important. Your t-shirt, your yeah, jumper, consent is sexy. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it really is. I mean, of course, above all, I always say consent is mandatory, but consent is beautiful, yeah, I, it's sexy and it's, it's fun. It's this idea, isn't it, that at least this is the idea that I knew a lot of uh, boys growing up had about consent, was that consent kills the mood or it ruins it or something. And I'm sorry, there's nothing hotter than someone saying, can I pull down your fucking knickers? Like, right. Right. It's just so hot. That is actually, you that don't, is it. It, it doesn't have to be like this um, thing that you do with like trepidation and like yeah. you don't know what like. And it means you don't know how to you don't know how to have sex and yeah. you don't want to have sex with someone who's equally into it <laughs> yeah. as you are. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And that is hot right there. What you just said. Yeah. That is asking for consent. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people don't know what consent looks like what it sounds like because when I'm getting all these fun stories as well, sometimes I read the stories and I'm just like, okay. 
this doesn't sound consensual and it gets scary. It doesn't turn yeah. funny. It's not fun anymore because I'm just like, she doesn't know that what she's just sent to me isn't actually a fun story. Mm. It's a scary one. You know, and I go and I ask more questions and then you just realise... that unravelling for the person also that sent you in the story is yeah. so scary because you, be. you view the situation in a completely different lens yeah. after that. And that's the thing. People don't realise that some of the scenarios that they go through isn't actually consensual. And it doesn't hit you immediately. It doesn't hit all of us immediately. Yeah. It takes some time, you know. So um, that's why these conversations are important because mm-hmm. we need to understand what our boundaries are. We need to know what we are okay with for me it's it's interesting how um it's still this um this view that women's bodies don't really belong, belong to, to us yeah. no yeah and um even in like like you're saying the discussions of abortion and stuff it, it all links and i think that's the thing that i didn't realize coming into feminist discourse was yeah. that every single thing is linked to our bodies whether it's to do with fashion beauty how we're supposed to look as women it's all this hierarchy and this yeah. ladder that we're just constantly climbing Absolutely. and th- like there's no fucking reward at the end yeah like, th- it's there just this a... fake carrot being dangled in front of your face yeah um and no, true. yeah even what we're taught about sex as young girls as well um with our peers and that we're taught like i was called frigid um, when I was younger because I didn't let this stupid boy finger me. Ugh. And then I was also called a slut for making out with someone. So you just kind don't of win. wobble between these don't two. Win. Like, don't win. You, no. <laughs> you, it, it really de- depends on who wants to create the narrative yeah. and what man is angry at the fact that you're not giving in to what they want at that time. Mm-hmm. And then and then shamed for giving them. Exactly. Like, Exactly. And then you're exactly shamed for Mm. it as well. So you can't win. You can't win. So can you please tell me about the big O? And let's talk about orgasms on that subject as well. Of course. Yeah, I I get so many questions from my audience about orgasms. What does one feel like if they've not had one before? How can they have one? Of course. Um, They can't do it with their partner, all this kind of stuff. So let's talk about the big O, your book. Yes. So the big O is my debut book. It's about sex. It's about orgasms, especially the gap between cis-hetero men and cis-hetero women. Um, It basically helps you understand how to have better orgasms, how to have orgasms if you're not having any at all. And really does look at the the way um, society porn has allowed men to be, I would say, on the better end of when it comes to sex. But on, I want to say the better end, but is it really the better end? <laughs> when it t- comes to finishing, I would say so. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the orgasm gap in general just tells us that when it comes to men, 90 to 100% of the time, or nearly anyway, mm. they are going to finish. When it comes to women, it's very unlikely. Mm. Um, however, <laughs> when it comes to lesbian women, they orgasm always or almost every yes. <laughs> time. And it kind of makes you think, like, what's going on mm-hmm. here? And maybe that's because a lot of women need a lot more... Um, we need a lot more sensation. We need a lot more foreplay. And that's just not happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, I watched a video the other day where this guy was even talking about how he doesn't go down on women and he doesn't like the look of the um, of vulvas and stuff like that. <laughs> and I was just like, this is why the orgasm gap exists. So the orgasm gap is just a way for you to just understand the orgasm gap. The big O is just a way for you to understand what it means to have better sex, the it's, sex that you deserve. It's so wild, isn't it? Because I'm even thinking about you. I, I, I haven't um, seen any men talking about that kind of stuff for so long on my For You page yeah. or like on Instagram or whatever, talking about how they are repulsed by pussy. Yeah. 
why aren't men taught to like worship it? Exactly. Like I just don't, I don't understand the not worshiping the pussy. And then I think about when I get to like in my teens and stuff, I believe that shit about my own fucking pussy. So I would hear boys talking about fishy fanny, this and that. Um, Do you you know Blue Waffle? Do you remember? Who is it? We all did. We Googled it. Blue Waffle, like the horror pictures. Yeah, no, I don't want to get the blue waffle. Exactly. No, I remember that. It was, I think, again, it was, it was a way for women to feel shame ashamed about their body yeah so they would they would literally find any way to make sure that she's not having sex with mm. other guys or just not being sexually active at yeah. all anyway so yeah it doesn't shock me i mean i had a question the other day a girl said you know she feels very insecure about the way her vulva looks yeah she doesn't like the way you know the lips are just outside her vagina look and etc etc is there anything in the book about it and i'm just like yeah there's a whole chapter <laughs> on how to love your body yeah. in there you know and even if you don't get the book there's so many pages um, that exist on mm. Instagram, for example, that have photos of what vulvas look like. And it just shows you that yeah. unless yours is causing you any discomfort or pain, your vagina, your vulva is perfectly fine. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. We yeah. just we live in a world where we could go to the pharmacy and we could see Femfresh. But then I've got threads of men who are disgusting and don't even know how to clean their balls oh, or their dick or in between God. their ass crack. Why remember, do we not have dick fresh? Our dick fresh! We fresh need dick. some dick fresh yes. because I'm tired. <laughs> so going back to the orgasm conversation. Yeah. Um, what would you say to women who have never had an orgasm before? That's something I get a lot. And it's a question that I don't really know how to handle. Yeah. Um, because I feel like a lot of the people that do come to me are in the sex positive space. And so they've tried a lot of things. Yeah. So, yeah, what, what do you typically say? I would say? say you have to continue exploring. You don't okay. stop. Even when you do discover your orgasm or you do get one. I mean, I yes. started masturbating when I was like, I was quite young. I was yeah. really young. I was a child. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was as well. But that's the thing. When you're young, you have all these new hormones and you don't know what to do with it. Like, yeah. I remember the first time I felt like my vagina thumping. I didn't know what was going on. Pussy thump. Do you know what I mean? Like, so my good. pussy was thumping. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. And there was nothing wrong with us. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. the way our, we are... You know, we are beings who enjoy pleasure. Even if we want to, you know, stay away from it, we will still feel things that make us want to explore what is going on. Yeah, I remember and that's, just... You just follow the lead. And yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm feeling this thump. Let me explore it a little bit. Yeah. Orgasm. Wow. I remember just like humping the side of my sofa. Yeah. And then my mum seeing me do it and being like, Floss, not in public. And that was it. Just not yeah. in public. Yeah. So I learned it's okay. Yeah. Just not in front of anyone else. Yeah. So I thought that was perfect. That's fine. Yeah. That's really good. No, with me, I did mine secretly. I remember before I was going to bed, discovered that big O and it just knocked me out. I said, wow, I'm never going back ever again. I've got to do this all the time. And I haven't. I love to masturbate. And I think that for those who want to learn how to get orgasm, you just need to explore, experiment Mm. and honestly relax and get out of your head sometimes. Use different tools. You need to use different tools um, from... I don't know, audio porn. Audio porn is quite new and it's mm. amazing. Um, there's an app called like um, Dipsy. Oh yeah, we love Dipsy. Exactly, we love yeah, Dipsy. Yeah. You work with them, I work yeah. with them. So we know what we're talking about there. Um, <laughs> you could probably, if you want to film your, what I've been doing a lot right now is filming me and my partner. And I haven't really watched porn in a very long time. Yeah. 
just, I just yeah. enjoy watching us. He yeah. gets annoyed when I talk about it because he's just like, stop talking about it because I don't have it. Okay. I'm just like, I, it's only on oh, my phone. Got you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's only on my phone. So yeah. I'll be like, so no I just watch that. Tips. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it can only come from me. I mean, I trust him with all my heart. No, of but course, yeah, yeah, but yeah, do you know what I mean? So there's that. There's also making stuff for yourself where you create content that mm. turns you on. It could be you in sexy lingerie, new lingerie you've just bought. Um, it could be you recording the audio of someone you've had amazing sex with, fantasizing. Mm. If you are into porn, try some feminist porn. Yeah. Um, there's Erica Lust. Um, there's other um feminist porn that you could check out that I mentioned in my book as well. There's so many avenues you can take if you really want to explore. And even, again, when you do discover that orgasm, keep exploring, keep experimenting. Yeah, the short and toys. ones, intense ones, one that you breathe through. Yeah, yeah um, uh, exactly. Yeah. And I would definitely say toys. I can't believe I nearly missed that. But yeah, yeah you need <laughs> your toys. You really, we need a lot more help. Yeah. We do. What would you say to anyone also who maybe wants to bring toys into the bedroom in their relationship because they know that that's how they get off in an orgasm? What you could do is send a link of a sex toy or like, I feel like on the internet these days, you open up Instagram, there's a sex toy. You yes. go on Twitter, there's yeah. a sex toy. <laughs> send that video, photo, whatever it is, or mm-hmm. if it's a link on a website, send it to your partner. What do you think about this? I'd really like to try this. I think yeah. this would be so fun. I can imagine you using this on me like this. Mm. Oh, hot. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So that would be really sexy. And... um. You know, unless you're me, I don't really, I don't really paint it all sexy and stuff. Like, I think, you know, partners I've had in the past just expected that I was going to turn up with the sex toy. Yes, and anyone who didn't, I'd be like, listen, this sheet is the only reason I'm having sex with you. Because yeah. if she's not involved, this wouldn't really be happening. Yes, I love it. <laughs> this wouldn't really be happening. I remember a guy once called it. What did he call it? He called it um, a cock block. And I was just like, a cock oh block? Oh my God. I was just like, you don't even know. It's, it's knowing what gets you off. Yeah. And accepting that that's it, just to be, okay. It was this huge wand, to be yeah. fair. So Gorgeous, lot of like, stimulation. Yes. Yeah. He was probably intimidated by it. But I always say, you know, the, the toy's not there to replace. It's there to complement. Mm. So do not be intimidated by the toy. The toy yeah. is there to help because us. Th- there's such an emphasis on penetration, particularly in heterosexual sex with a man and a woman. So PIV vocal focus sorry and it really does jar me because sex is not just about how quickly you know a penis can leave and enter a vagina really there's so many elements to sex and I feel like porn has kind of skewed how we see sex because I remember I even said on um, another show that you know try 30 minutes of foreplay and I think um, someone tweeted me saying like oh my gosh I just saw Lonnie say 30 minutes of foreplay I hear that but I'm not doing it and I'm just like you're not doing it because you're a selfish lover and you're bad in bed women need a lot of attention and that's why the orgasm gap exists because we're not getting that attention that we need Mm -hmm. we're just having like what 20 to 25 minutes of foreplay who does that I mean not foreplay sorry penetration yeah. and who does that really serve the person with the penis yes if there's no clit stimulation going on if there. there's no clit stimulation and that's how the majority of women with vulvas climax yeah. we need a lot of clit play mm-hmm. so there needs to be that foreplay there needs to be oral sex there needs to be fingering there needs to be caressing there needs to be dirty talk yeah you know there needs to be all this sensation going on And you do that through experimenting Mm -hmm. and trying out different things. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. 
Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So let's say there's there's a woman listening to this conversation right now who is hearing this. She's like, okay, so I need to encourage more clit stimulation with my partner. Right. And, you know, he gets off in like 20 minutes and then it's done. Yeah. How would you um, encourage someone to have that conversation with their partner to say, I need this? And when does it become a deal breaker? Yeah. Women just need to find their voice in the bedroom, first of all. In life, I think we're so used to being meek sometimes. Passive, maybe yeah, passive, some, a little meek, bit. A bit like, you know, we're not as assertive yeah. as men are in our everyday life. So I feel like if you're not assertive in your everyday life, it's going to be hard for you to be assertive in the bedroom. Women aren't really as assertive as men are allowed to be because, you know, we might be called a bitch or we might be seen a certain type of way. Yeah. Um. So we have to, like, kind of play this role of being a bit subservient, which I don't really... It's not my character. Mm. So... First of all, find your voice. Once you find your voice, you need to be able to say, babe, that was amazing. But I'm not finished. I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not done. And this is what's going to get me off. I need you to do this. I need you to play with my clip with this toy. I need you to caress me this way. I need you to play with my nipples. I need you to dirty talk. Mm. I want to watch you do this to your body. You need to you know, instruct, because if you don't tell them, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. I think what what you said then also about the word bitch and us being afraid of being called bitch, it it kind of acts as this fence or this barbed wire around us that stops us from even chasing our desires in the first place. So it's like, it just cages you in because you're afraid of the word bitch. And the the word bitch actually is just just a woman with boundaries who's acting on all the stuff that she wants to do. Absolutely. And anyone that's in the bedroom with you and isn't responding to those in like a sensitive way or it's like, um, I think, you know, most people being told that they've not been fucking you right, it would take a bit of a fucking hit to the ego and that would be expected. Yeah. But as long as that person is willing to kind of work with that, maybe that's something that Absolutely. they can work on. But and if you, you're consistently yeah. taking something to your partner and they're saying, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then they're just getting theirs and they're not really caring about it. Oh, you, you should not be sleeping with that person. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You need to, especially if it's just casual sex. No. Casual sex is supposed to be fun, yeah. beautiful. It's, it's about pleasure. Yeah. If you're not receiving any pleasure and it's just one-sided why are you there and it leaves you with this feeling of being used also Absolutely. like insta- intensely used just like yeah. a, a body for this person and you, and you don't want to be a tool for someone to masturbate with that's mm. not what you're there for it's supposed to be mutually beneficial once it stops becoming mutually beneficial you need to bounce mm. there are hundred people thousands billions <laughs> millions of people out there who would be pleased or happy to jump into bed with you go and find them yes yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> So what would you say is the most common question that you get asked from people? I would definitely say um, it would definitely be about orgasms okay. and toys. Okay. My personal <laughs> favourite toy right now 
seriously, it has to be a toy that is a suction toy. I knew you were going to say that. I love I'm a suction same. toy. I love a suction toy. <laughs> yes. I love, love, love a suction toy. I, fi- I find that it's so intense yeah. that it's like, I I need it now. Yeah. yeah. I, and you can use it in so many different ways. You can use it during foreplay. You mm. can use it during penetration. I mean, it's my favorite solo toy. Yeah. But it does what it really needs to do. Mm-hmm. And um, there are other amazing toys that you can use during penetration, such as wands as well and the beautiful thing about wands is that most of them are quite they have like this kind of like long handle depending yeah. on what size you get so you but, can hold it up so you can hold yeah. it up and um, they're great as well so but yeah right now I'm a wand gal I mean no I'm sorry I'm not a wand gal I am <laughs> clit sucker I'm a clit sucker type of gal yeah yeah okay nice yeah I like a um, I like penetration and clit stimulation like gives me the most insane orgasms Ooh, yeah so like both amazing. at the same time yes no yeah. it is phenomenal yeah. yeah so you say the most the thing you get asked most about is orgasms. definitely orgasms yeah. and toys so when it comes to orgasms it's always um what type of toy sh- would you suggest for me to have a really intense orgasm and i always suggest i remember when I, my one of at one of my book signings i was telling everyone i was just like you need um a clit sucker you mm-hmm. really really need those <laughs> they're amazing i'm like an ambassador for clit suckers just all the fucking time. Yeah. So then whenever a brand's like, hey, can you do this post for a clit sucker? I'm like, yes. this is the easiest ad of my fucking life <laughs> because I'm literally like going around telling girls about it all the time. Yeah. It's completely game changing yeah, for me. I'm passionate about it. Yeah, I got my first sex toy maybe a few years ago and I couldn't believe that I'd never even allowed myself to think about having sex by myself. Really? Before. Um, with a sex toy. Oh. Yeah, no, I've, I've been masturbating for years and okay, years and okay, years. Okay. And then I was in a really long-term relationship um, like in my late teens and then I just kind of didn't really do it it didn't feel like it was wrong or I shouldn't be doing it yeah. um, and then as soon as I was single I got a sex toy and it completely changed my life Ooh. yeah it was amazing brilliant so what would you say to people who don't know what they like I mean, you're probably just going to say explore aren't you but like in terms of um, figuring it out is there some kind of exploring that maybe doesn't involve porn or oh yeah there's a lot of um, exploring that you could do that doesn't involve porn um, just on your own Going sex toy shopping, speaking to the sexual, um, the the sales assistants. I used to work in a sex store. Yes, they're so lovely. Saw, in yeah, there. they really are. And we see a bunch. I say we like I'm still there. Yeah. But like when I did work there, I saw all sorts of customers. I saw the elderly. I saw the young. I mm. saw the curious. I saw the experts. Um, you know the married. Yeah. Um, the married man with the mistresses. I saw all of them. Gorgeous. <laughs> I saw it all honestly like so I think that you need to understand that sex is very normal Mm -hmm. everyone's having it everyone wants to have it well most people want to have it anyway and you I would say that would be the first thing you need to do go inside a store speak to a sales associate you know um Maybe start off with the basics. Start off with a small vibrator. I started off in the deep end. I won't say what I did, but I started off in the deep end. Mm-hmm. It's in my book. Yeah, okay. But it is a hilarious story. <laughs> and it will... It, I was like, I was a rookie to sex yeah, yeah, toys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I just thought... You, anyway, you have to. I love that you've just yeah. always been about. You, you were working in a sex toy store. It's always been a part just, of my life. Yes, <laughs> it's always been a part of my I life for it. some reason. I feel like it's like a three, three sixty moment. But um, yeah, I I just feel like hmm. 
that is the best way to explore going going sex toy shopping, honestly. Yeah, I, I went to one recently and it was the first time in a while that I'd been to a sex toy store. And it made me so happy. I saw this older woman looking through the kink section and the, and the leather section. And it, I had this feeling of like almost fear before going into the sex toy store of thinking, oh my God, everyone's going to judge me. What if someone notices me? What if someone looks at the particular toy that I'm looking at? Yeah. And it was this, and then everyone's just in there fucking browsing. You've got men looking for lingerie for their girlfriends or whatever. Yeah. And then the sales assistant came over to me. She was like, you'd look amazing in that. Would you yeah. like to try it Aww. on? Um, this is this new ca- massage candle that we have. And just, would you like to smell it? Would you like?" And she was just showing me how the sex toys worked and everything. Yeah. And it is this feeling of like, there's no shame in there. And there it's really like, isn't. a utopia in a shopping it mall. It really <laughs> is. Honestly, it's just, it's like, it really is another world. It's another world where there is no shame. You just know that everybody is ready to have the best sex of their lives. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And they're just probably curious about it, even if they're not having the best sex of their lives just yet. They're curious and they want to know how they can get to that stage. Mm. And I really do feel like we all have it in us to have amazing sex. We just need to take charge of it and tell ourselves that we're not going to settle for mediocre sex anymore. And, you know, maybe write down a checklist of little things you're going to do to help get yourself to that stage. Like, okay, the next time I have sex... I'm going to say this to him or yes. her. Yes, having them. it like locked and loaded in your brain yeah. so you're not like panicking about how course, to communicate like, the thing. Challenge yourself to take different little steps of what you're going to do to help make sure you get better in the bedroom. And if they're not doing it, if they're not up for it, should you really be having sex with that person? No, mm. because someone who really cares about your pleasure is open to what not well not whatever but they're trying it they're gonna try Try it out they're gonna try it out they're gonna try out the things that are gonna help you know the basic things that are gonna help bring you pleasure Mm -hmm. to me I think a sex toy is is a basic thing yeah I love that you say that yeah because if you bring out a whip I would say okay well I understand why they might not jump for joy immediately maybe BDSM is not quite for them yes but a toy if I bring out a vibrator you should be jumping for joy you should be like come on yeah I really wanna try this on you like how do what position you want to do this in like you know that's what the conversation should be I really do feel like with a big O you could do that because there's so much advice in that book that helps you from sexual currency to toys to oh sexual currency yeah sexual currency so sexual currency is basically the act of um things you do outside of sex that help you have better sex okay okay so you know if you're with your partner if you're like um i don't know touching each other's bum just like constant foreplay yeah constant foreplay or just like yeah but like low low key yeah low key foreplay i like that yeah Yeah. it really is so i don't know touching your partner's bum for example when you walk past swapping that intimate look you know just making sure that there's still that sexual desire i love that Yeah, yeah yeah even if there is no sex at that present moment yeah. Sexual currency, I fucking love it. I love it too. So, Alani, I'm going to move on to my listener questions now. My audience have just been, we've got so many questions in for you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> love it. All to do with sex and relationships, obviously. Okay, here we go. Here's question number one from Anonymous. How to share with your partner that we're not feeling satisfied without hurting their feelings and how to ask for more of what we want in the bedroom. I feel like we covered this a little bit. but Yeah, but um, I like to say, I call it the sex sandwich. So what you do is you start off with what they're great at. Compliment, okay. Compliment, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. listen, babe, I really, really enjoy the way you finger me when I'm on my stomach and you're back of me and you'll do whatever it is that they do that's amazing you know start off with that then you say 
I really would love it, though, if we could have a bit more foreplay. I've I read somewhere that, you know, foreplay helps increase whatever it is that you've read <laughs> or whatever it is you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can add that as well to support whatever it is you want to say. And you don't even have to. Just You could just say, listen, I want to enjoy this more and I'd really enjoy it if we did that as well. And then you end it off by saying, but I really love when um you whisper this in my ear during mm. missionary or during whatever position it is. Do you get what I mean? More so, of that. Yeah, more yeah. of that. So you just start off with the good, what you want improved, and something else that they do that's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that could that can help. Yeah, that's fucking incredible yeah. advice. <laughs> I would say just do it kind of like playfully and like heartedly. Like yeah. it's just something that's like feel excited about it, get excited about it. Like I fucking love when you do this. Yeah. But could we do more of it? And pre- presenting like it's almost like a team thing as yeah. opposed to like you versus them because yeah. sometimes that can be how people interpret feedback. Of course. And and you can also throw it back to them. What would you want me to do more of? Like what yeah. am I like when I do this? Yeah. Like, Opening up the dialogue yeah, exactly. for it. Yeah. So what would you like me to do more of? Yeah. Okay. Gorgeous. Okay. The next question. What do you feel is the best birth control for a young woman? Um, the best birth control. There is no such thing as the best birth control, if I'm being entirely honest. <laughs> we have different lifestyles. Yeah. You know, yeah. the birth control so you have. Contextual. It really is. The birth control you have at 18 is probably not going to be the birth control you have when you are 32. Mm. So it is very, very different. I think the best birth control is designed by your lifestyle and where you are um, at that current moment of your life. You know, are you having casual sex? Um, are you in a relationship? Um what I would say is to talk to a sexual health nurse, yeah. a sexual health professional who can definitely recommend and ask you all the right questions to Your help put you exactly to, exactly because you know, half of these birth controls have a lot of hormones that you might be dealing with that are going into your body. And some of them don't, you know, you might just find that you don't need any um, birth control with hormones, like from condoms, for example. Mm-hmm. I think it's best to explore and see what your body responds to best. Okay, on to the next question. Why do I keep faking orgasms? I've tried to stop, but can't seem to. Oh, we've all been there. I yeah. faked orgasms. <laughs> who, who hasn't? Have you faked an orgasm? No, I haven't. I had a friend when I was... But it's because I had that um, advice that kind of like stopped it before it could ever begin. Okay. I had a friend when I was uh, 16 years old yeah. and um, I was starting to date boys and she said floss never fucking fake an orgasm yeah. she was like just she had loads of sex and she was like just don't just promise me do not don't huh. she was just like never um never fake an orgasm and don't worry about your, your body hair do what you want with it and that it, it was instilled in me to just never do that and she was like because he's no one's gonna win if yeah, you do no that one's gonna win. and no it just it stuck with me so i'd never faked an orgasm i definitely faked moans of pleasure okay yeah there we go yeah yeah there we yeah, go yeah, i was yeah, about yeah. to say have you ever like done the moaning yes, the yeah, 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 yeah. i have as well yeah. um but i i cannot do it now because it feels like i'm lying to my body i'm lying to myself and it kind of it feels it just feels so incohesive in yeah. my body it's like what am i i can't do it yeah i stopped i think i stopped faking my orgasm orgasms once I quickly realised that porn was not real and I feel like that's what I was emulating I feel like that's what this person's probably done I feel like that's what a bunch of us have done because that's where our sex education has come from it's come from the illusion of what a man believes that sex is supposed to look Mm -hmm. like and that is not the reality of sex the reality of sex is that you know 
um, a woman might climax before a guy or a guy might climax before a woman. I wish we could just... I mean, it does happen sometimes where you both climax together and yeah. that is a beautiful sensation. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't always happen like that. But porn doesn't really show that. Porn will show you like a woman squirting from, you know, upside down. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's just like... That's Performance not, art. Yeah, porn. Right? So <laughs> it really does happen. So yeah. I feel like we try to be performative in bed because we believe that's what the guy wants. And yeah. if we don't do that, then his ego is bruised. Well, but let me tell yeah. you, your pleasure is more important mm-hmm. than his ego, and okay? So, yeah, and sometimes the most feel-good positions don't look pretty. They, they don't, don't look hot. They, they look don't. messy. Yeah. Like, yeah, they just look... Absolutely. So I would say, first of all, stop faking your orgasms. Find different ways on how you can get to that orgasm with your partner or on your own. Maybe if you are if you don't orgasm on your own, maybe try to find out what yeah, it is you like first yeah. on your own so you can bring that into the bedroom, teach your partner and truly experience that orgasm that pleases both of you. Because I know like when, you know, for guys, a woman orgasming is like, you know tick or like makes them feel like a guy Mm. but it's not about his ego it's not about his masculinity this is about really understanding your body and paying attention to what brings you pleasure yeah amazing okay on to the next question I've totally gone off sex with my long-term partner how do I get the spice back Ooh, gone off sex with your... Ooh, I think there's many ways you could do that. Um, In the big O, I list numerous ways on how you could do that. From sexual currency that we spoke about, Mm. I think um, you can find different ways to spice up the, you know, your sex life with your partner. From sex toys, to dressing up, to pretending you're strangers and (laughs) rediscovering yourself. Yeah. Um, What else can you do? Um, There's so many things you could do. Um, You could try different sexual things. Um, um, have a conversation about sex also a lot of couples might not even be doing that exactly and again it's always about communicating just like we mentioned before so yeah there's those are some tips but there's plenty more in the big O oh my god that woman is a breath of fucking fresh air there were so many sound bites in there that she said also I love the thing about the sexual currency that's something that I've definitely done and didn't even know that there was a word for it I think she's probably made it up to be honest herself I can't wait to check it out in her book The Big O I really hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode please check out Aloni on social media if you want more sex tips and advice on stuff like this and please do check out her highlights she's got so much uplifting content you can find her on social media at Aloni which is O L O N I on Instagram and you can buy her book The Big O wherever you want to get your books I want to give a massive thank you to the formidable Black Honey who composed the original theme music you can find them on Instagram at at Black Honey UK and check out their latest album written and directed this is a something else and Sony Music Entertainment production my producer is Millie Charles assistant producer is Ella McLeod executive producer is Carly Mayle the production coordinator is Lily Hambly and I want to give a special thanks to Chris Skinner Jonathan Imiri Ryan O'Meara and Teddy Riley for additional production and a big thanks to our engineers Josh Gibbs and Gully Lawrence Tickle and mix engineer Jay Beale 